Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in again. This is John Hallett with the John Hallett Podcast, and I've got Jamie and Josh sitting with me today, and we're just talking. Hi. See, Josh is way faster than me, Jamie. That's okay. <laughs> That's so I was going to wait till you were done talking. Um, so we're talking a little bit about the martial arts Krav Maga journey today. So how did you get started and find us, Jamie? Um, through my fiance, Brayden, Coach Brayden, actually. Um, he had, we met at the gym at 24 Hour Fitness, and he had nothing but high respects about this place and you know growing up pretty much being here and um then we ran into you at that Oktoberfest that one time you guys had a I remember yeah and then that's when he decided to come back and then you and Pam at the time and Brayden all convinced me to get Bryson into it so Bryson was three and a half at the time when you started um and then I just watched for a couple years and then COVID hit and I came to the Project Fit side. And then I was like, this crop stuff looks pretty cool. Plus I was like, I can't rely on my four-year-old to defend me, right? <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, even Brayden, he's not with me. So I was like, I am gonna start this journey. I wanna know how to defend myself and my family. And Yeah, I think that's yeah. so important for women to be able to be mama bear and be able to protect because dad isn't always there, especially, you know, in the times we live in now, it, you might need those skills yourself. So I think it's just so important. I can remember when you started and I was like, you've been watching classes and you gave the typical mom response. Well, not really. I've been on my phone. And I'm like, you should know. You've already heard how many front kick lessons, but you gave the typical parent excuse of like, I'm not really paying attention. I'm like, you should. Um, you could get something out of your kids' class. Uh, I'm not all that different sometimes, especially if we're talking about technique-wise. So, yeah. how about you, Josh? How did you you get started early on in martial arts? Was it or well, I was in my early 20s. That I had a friend who was like, "Have you ever done martial arts?" And I was like, "No, I hadn't really done much. I would like watched some friends, and I had friends at school whose parents were martial arts, so I would instructors, and I would just kind of go." And, watch them my parents would never really pay for anything so everything I got I had to learn from either like cleaning people's floors or trying to earn something and I was I was a young kid at the time by my 20s I finally decided that I, I need to learn something so I started looking into martial arts decided on kung fu because I'd watched tons of kung fu movies growing up as a kid I uh, did it for a couple of years and I really got out of it I just kind of stepped away and you know I was really kind of career oriented you know life was you know, 9-11 kind of happened at the same time that I was doing that stuff and did it for a while and stepped away. And now in my later half of life, I decided that I needed to do something again because it's easy to get soft. And a lot of people don't realize that martial arts is a perishable skill. And I hadn't done it for almost I'm 18 years-ish. And when I started, I decided I needed to do something again, so I started cruising the old internet and I lived in Castle Rock and I was trying to actually decide between a few places. One was a Kido, one was a Jiu-Jitsu and the other was Krav Maga. And after doing some comparisons of what I thought, I, I landed on Krav Maga because it, it was something that everybody uses the word practical, but it was something that I could apply uh, in more situations because Jiu-Jitsu, once you get to the ground, you can't keep shrimp walking and stuff and you're back on pavement and Akita's is cool, but unless I don't know. I just didn't know enough about it. Yeah. And it I, definitely is a bigger learning curve than the practicality of yeah. Krav Maga for people to become proficient in it. And, you know, it's well-rounded. 
But what, what I really like about you is you came back to it. I always tell people yeah. like, so what? You know, right. you've missed five years, 10 years, whatever it is, <laughs> years, right. you know, coming back to it because it is perishable. Oh, you know, wow. even in my own training, I notice if I miss a week of sparring, yeah. you know, it doesn't have to be hard. Like last night sparring was like light 20% touch sparring, nothing hard, yeah. but it's seeing punches come at you that I'm like, you get rusty. Yeah. After mm-hmm. doesn't matter how long you've trained, you get rusty. I'm not even in the sparring section yet, and I realize that it's coming at me faster than I was used to when I was younger. You know, as you age, that's the thing I noticed is that things seem faster. I don't recover as well, and it takes me longer to learn it. Yeah. But I mean, I had a decent background in it, but now I'm just, I know I have to get back into it because I'm at that point where I got to keep the body going too. And there's plenty of conditioning that you guys have been offering. At least our school has been offering. And, you know, it was, just, it was just time. I just had to find something that fit for me. That's what I found here. I found a fit. Yeah. Yeah. It's always a hard journey, I think, when you walk in the door. I think that's always hard of getting started mm-hmm. and being able to, even like Jane, like switching sides. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I was in here for fitness, but I see this other stuff and I can see that it's practical, but it's still a little intimidating sure. no yeah. matter what. You know, I oh, think yeah. we're really like most gyms I say out there are beginner friendly. Otherwise they wouldn't have students right. unless they're in some super tough demographic and they have a ton of people that want to be fighters. Most gyms are extremely beginner right. friendly, but it's still intimidating to start the martial arts. And that journey just starts with walking in the door, getting started and kind of overcoming yeah. doing that. Like me personally, like when I found martial arts it was in my local health club on nantucket island yeah and you know the weight room was on one side the aerobics room was on the other side and this old it was a converted racquetball studio so you're pretty much in two racquetball studios yeah um kind of size pretty narrow rooms and i started this taekwondo class and it was i'm going to have to stand there in you know what you know, and Taekwondo is the dobok, but most people call it the white pajamas. And I had to stand out in front of that class after being, you know, in the weight room and lifting. And now I go in the locker room and change into my white belt in my uniform and getting made fun of by the other guys in the weight room. I'm like, oh, you you know, nice pajamas, you know, the typical stuff. And they were all good. They were all buddies, but you know, it's that good natured hazing, but you knew you were going to have to face it Sure. and starting something new and being that newbie, like, Oh my gosh, I was out of control. Like that was the biggest thing that scared me was getting back into it. Cause I was like, people are going to see how bad I've gotten. I mean, there's, you know, that, that scared, scared me Yeah. as, as a, as a person. And I was just like, you know what? I've just got to do it. It was like the first time I didn't, really know much going into it other than what two people have taught me yeah i can relate i used to shadow box in the corner with like the coach yeah because i was just like i was like shy at first i'm like what do i do everybody everybody starts new i mean i had guys then as my progression from that room that's actually the first place i started teaching krav maga years later yeah so I would have guys look through the little window. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was just a one little rectangle, probably 12 by 12 window into there once they closed the door. And I'd see guys looking in and checking it out. And sometimes be like, hey, you interested in my class? Sure. And so many of them. And I had a 80% female class at that point. 
so many of the guys told me they didn't want to start because they didn't want to look stupid. And I'm like, here it is, buddy. Yeah. You can look stupid in the class. Nobody cares. I got to yeah, tell you. Yeah. Everybody else is thinking, hey, I'm just trying my best. We always, you know, try to have good people in our classes. I'm like, you can look dumb in my class or you can look dumb in front of your lady, yeah. your wife, your kids. Or in a fight. Or, or yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. In a real kicked. fight. Yeah. You get your butt kicked in front of your wife. Yeah. Like that's the like where do you want to look stupid out on the streets or in a gym where everybody there is there to get themselves better and our community here at RMSDF is help the community get better not be like oh man you're uncoordinated right you don't need this I mean it's like, we all laughed aside on Jamie I mean especially her fiance right actually Jamie <laughs> maybe is her ex fiance now like. He made fun of her. No, I'm just kidding. I'm totally yeah, making yeah, that up. Wow. I'm totally actually making, impressed by Jamie. Like totally him. making that up. Yeah. Totally but if it sounds, sounds like him, he probably did it aside from me. Ah. Actually, I'm impressed by Jamie's strength. You know, that's the other thing. Is people work out and they, they think that strength is replacement for skill and it's not. Because mm-hmm. I don't care how strong you are. I mean, Jamie could kick just about anybody. But if she was to get into a fight, I would be supremely confident in her ability to protect herself. Yeah, especially in the self-defense. Yeah. Especially, I think that's a confusion or something actually I was thinking about um, on a whole, like, more top, bigger topic or podcast on, you know, the difference between self-defense and fighting. Yeah. Like, if I just attack Jamie, I'm not ready for her as a bigger guy. I'm not ready for that initial defend counter and counter again and counter again that we teach in Krav Maga that it's just overwhelming force. Even though I'm bigger, she's going to hit me by surprise. I'm going to be hurt. I'm going to be hurt. And she shouldn't let up as yeah. the woman. I'm like always telling the women, yeah, just keep going don't be hard. the movie. Yeah. Don't be the damsel in distress mm-hmm. that like all of a sudden I don't know why, you know, I mean, well, I know why for the movies, but they just portray the woman. She hits him once or twice. And then for the, you know, dramatic effect, um, the guy gets back in the fight. I'm like, don't let don't up yeah. as a woman. Do not yeah. let up in that self-defense scenario. Mm-hmm. Cause now you are in a fight against a bigger, stronger person. Now, generally speaking, the bigger, stronger person is going to have a big advantage in a fight yeah. versus a self-defense scenario. Sure. So you've got to capitalize as, as a female, as a, right. you know, just self-defense. You've just got to hit and hit hard and not let up yeah. because you don't, I, you don't want to fight a bigger, I guess I'm like, I don't want to fight a bigger, no. stronger guy. Like they have an advantage. Like I don't want to fight. I'm just doing this for self-defense. And yeah. if that guy, you know, attacks me, he's not initially ready for that. No, it's so. not. That's true. That's what I tell all my ladies in my women's class is just don't stop hitting. So, yeah, I say the same thing. Yeah, yeah. You can't hit enough as a woman. Right. And what good is having a bunch of strength if you're a guy if you don't know how to use it? You know? What's, yeah, what's I mean, the there's tons of, of guys that are strong, and you're like, you Absolutely. just don't have any technique. You're right. just trying to muscle it mm-hmm. as the guy. I mean, they, guys all the time mm-hmm. muscling their technique. Yeah. And I'm like, you know. it'd be a lot easier if you learn the technique. You're just trying to right. have strength. And like, that can work 10% of the time, 20% of the time. I don't know, right? But technique works 100% of the time. Yeah. it's fantastic. You know, you, you've learned it, and your body remembers it. Mm-hmm. What's the point of all that strength if you can't use it? Yeah. I mean, I had a really big guy in class and of course like everybody's into nobody wants to get hit by him i you know yeah. certainly didn't 
I remember one day, God, this is going to be like 15 years ago. Oh, it was a long time ago. It was on our building on Wilcox Street. And I just went, I'm 300 pounds. I'm 300 pounds. I'm 300 pounds. And I'm going to choke this guy from the front technique. And, you know, he initially went into muscling the technique, but he didn't address the danger. So he still, and now I'm like, I'm choking him. I'm like, I'm seriously choking him. Because I'm like, and then he need me in the groin. Like kind of his, his got panic. Mm-hmm. Sure. which was good, but it just made me mad. Yeah. And that's where like a lot of women, like just knee them in the groin. Oh, just, just knee them in the groin yeah. right there. That's a big mistake. And that lesson, knee them in the groin and knee them in the, he like follow up, but he need me in the groin. I mean, this is a big Dude. division one football player. Like, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm going, I'm 300 pounds. I'm 300 pounds. You know, that whole, you know, your mindset and he need me in the groin and I choked him even harder and I think I, I think I stopped and he was, and I'm like, what, what was wrong? Yeah. Like, you're choking me. I'm like, I know I'm choking. You're just muscling it. And, I'm, and he's like, oh, sorry about that knee. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, you were wearing a cup though. I'm like, no, I'm teaching the class. I wasn't wearing a cup. And he's like, you choked me harder. I'm like, I know because you made me mad. <laughs> and to prove to you that knee strike isn't necessarily going to stop somebody, a determined attacker, somebody that's been hit in the groin before that's raped women and maybe, you know, gotten kicked or need by somebody that took a, you know, rape prevention course and just kicked him in the groin. He can power through that. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. fighters can power through that. When that adrenaline's kicking, you realize how many hits you can take before you feel it. You don't feel it until after it's over. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of scary. Within got big, big dudes and can hurt yeah. in a second or, you know, don't get me wrong. There's big, strong women out there too. I mean, there's some women out yeah. there that'll surprise you with their size yeah. and strength. Oh yeah. So, I mean, it, I love having those women in class. I can write a woman like <laughs> right? this woman took out, took out this guy in his headlock and he couldn't escape it. He's like, Whoa, you're really strong. I'm like, yeah, don't yeah. underestimate your opponent because yeah. you're training with a right. woman tonight. She's, I think she was like nationally ranked in her age division for some, like endurance racing, I forget oh, what exactly sport she did, but yeah, she was a really good, great athlete. I can't remember her name, but she was really strong. But she had this kind of headlock, and he couldn't get out. And of course, he's trying to muscle it, and she's like, "You're not doing it." You're like, he's not doing the technique. He's right. just trying to be strong. And she was pretty darn. She was strong, and he was not, you know, some two hundred and thirty pound beast of a man that could muscle his way out of. She was sure. probably only one hundred and twenty pounds, is my guess. She wasn't, she wasn't strong. big. She was just strong. Right. And that so. goes back to my point is that strength is no good without technique. Yeah. And you can try all day. But that, and that's what I, I came back for is I, I knew my technique was, you know, I'd lost a lot of it. You know, I'd lost my flexibility. I'd lost my youth. I had lost, <laughs> I lost a lot, you know? And I was like, oh my gosh, it's time. I got to do something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've got to, you know, there's no, and who cares? I mean, I tell people, like, yeah, you've lost a little bit of vision. You're getting older. Don't I mean, I've got, if you're watching on YouTube, I've got my glasses on now because Josh is a whole lot better looking when I have my glasses and he's a little foggy there. Right. There. Like, I've never been called hey. good looking by my coach, but he's yeah, called me slow. Compliments. <laughs> <laughs> he's had a few of those co- uh, talks where he's like, you'll get it. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's been a lot of fun, man. I don't regret a single moment being here you know that's the best part and the people i've met the community that you guys built here which is really nice you know yeah community i think that's so important yeah but i wanted to ask you jamie while i'm thinking of it 
you know what so you've been here longer than Josh how long have you been here um including project fit or just doing Krav? it doesn't matter I mean Krav, your martial arts training fitness I mean they're so sometimes similar um, being here training about two years in Krav Maga um, even longer if you want to count me being here because my son watching there. your son's classes and yes. not getting anything out of it um, so what what troubles have you you know as somebody that's doing you know martial arts for two years what are some of the things that you've kind of now passed some of that beginner stuff and what are some of the stuff you're struggling with now is kind of that intermediate level student I think one of the biggest things, and they kind of go together, is um, thinking I can't do it. Um, so when I first started, I was like, wow, this is really good. A little overwhelming, you know, technique sloppy and stuff. I was like, I don't think I can do it, but I'm going to keep trying. I want to get better. And now you reach, or you know, I pass some of that beginner stuff where I'm like, oh, I did it. Right. But now I'm entering intermediate and it's back to oh, geez, I have so much to learn. I don't know if I can do it. So it's almost like a little bit of self-discouragement, you know, discouragement, if that's how I can say it. But I just keep pushing through. I'm just like, I'll get it. I just have to keep doing it. Yeah, it's just put one foot in front of the other and you'll get there. If you stop the journey, you're yeah. never going to get there. And just like today, I was like, I'm having an off day. And you were even like, well, that's sometimes the days you learn the best. And yeah. I was like, I, 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 mean, I learned so much to today. Yeah, nobody likes to have an off day, but I said, like, sometimes those bad days, whether it's just hitting a heavy bag or whatever it is, I feel like sometimes there's a lot of growth that comes out of, you know, a bad day or, you know, growth through discomfort, you know, yeah. you, you go through that stuff and it's, it's not super easy. Otherwise, everybody out there being ninja, you know, if you really want to defend yourself, you know, you want to get good at, you know, even just a particular lift and being able to use your body you know, activate every muscle in a deadlift. It, oh, it's super easy. Just pick up the bar. But no, there's so, so much more to it than that as you progress through your journey. Yeah. In, in fitness, it is so hard. And getting over that hump or I haven't lost the weights and you're like, you just got to stay on the journey and keep pushing through of knowing. I mean, we started um, this with Josh going, who's got the scale out? And I'm like, it's me. Yeah. And... I was just comparing, I think it was like 58 days ago that I was, let's look and give you some real data, like real, real data. data. I'm like, it's like, always like that my, my worst day was last week. So let's see. Did you gain so, weight or did you lose weight? Yeah. And I knew, well, I, you know, I started and I, you tell people, and it was something I think I wanted to do on one of our, you know, YouTube, uh, social media stuff of like I knew it was kind of getting a little off track in the summer yeah. mm -hmm. okay you know this fall of like yeah you know what a hamburger with a bun is really good but just from that and you know a few other things like I tell people like cliff bars I love the chocolate peanut butter one and one is too small and I can have two and then all of a sudden this stuff so here's some like real data over from 69 days ago, I was 161.5 pounds, and this morning I was 174.8. And then, but you don't look like you have an ounce of fat on you. Well, so this is my BMI was 23.2. Now it's 25.1. Uh, my body fat was 
10.4% and now it's 12.3. So just being off track for Six a couple days. months, yeah. you know, it just starts to add up, starts to add up, but who cares what, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, throw in the towel, you know, oh, I haven't been able to lose the weight. And it's just, you got to make that, that journey to lose weight, just slow and steady because the piece of chocolate cake has a huge dopamine hit. And, and it is so really hard. Bad after you're like, I, why did I? I do. That? I'm like, I'm like, why? You know, that wasn't worth it. Mm-hmm. And you just gotta look at the chocolate cake and go, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. And that is really hard. Yeah. Um, and not, we're up against the holidays, and everybody's making Rice Krispie treats or brownies or pies and all that stuff. It's, or like Buckeyes, my favorite <sighs> thing that my yeah. wife makes, and then yeah. going. Okay, come on, like you said you were going to get back on track, you know, stick to it. Or is it going to be more Mm -hmm. to overcome to kind of get to my ideal, back to my kind of ideal level where I'd like to be at? Sure. Or is it going to be a bigger deficit come January because you're like, I don't care. Yeah. But, you know, I'm using, I've got Belize coming up uh, for right after Christmas. And I'm like... I don't want to be fat on the beach. <laughs> I gotta have that beach ready. Yeah. It takes know, a long like, time to get ready. Yes. I mean, then it, it does. It's not a. Pill. It doesn't go on uh-huh. overnight, and it doesn't come off overnight. Mm-hmm. But I think beginners get really down on themselves, and like they see that quick progress, and then yeah, now it's going to be a struggle. Right. Mm-hmm. So much of life is a struggle. It's not easy, and if ever. You got that weight problem. You got to be slow and steady, and and going for the quick. I lost twenty pounds. It's better to be slow and steady. Sure, mm-hmm. and it's good for your health. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's better for your health to be taking that weight off slowly versus extremely fast. Sure, I'm mm-hmm. the heaviest I've ever been. I'm two hundred and forty pounds. No, actually, I think I'm down to like two thirty-five. I've lost some inches on my waist since I've been here, but my weight's still there. I was lifting weights pretty heavy. Well, let's see. In mentality, it's like, yeah, I put on muscle. Of course, I'm going to be heavier. But it's like, you know, how much calories am I eating that I don't need? You know, how much of that is stuff I don't mm. need to even survive? Or, when, you know, the the whole idea that you're, you're hungry, I have to eat something. You don't. You know, I realized. No, that's research. like a bad mentality. That yeah. was like, I feel like it was more promoted in the bodybuilding community where, oh, I have to eat every two hours. Can I? my metabolism up and it's like no you actually don't you just you mm. gotta eat when you're hungry and nourish the body with real food so I'm still trying to learn about the intermittent fasting intermittent fasting stuff and all that yeah I'm surprised how much of this is like research you know when you want to get seriously into shape and learn martial arts you have to research mm-hmm. what you want to do and set goals you know yeah if you kind of those go, like you know what they you know smart goals you yeah know, um, that you can measure them and that there you can obtain them and those little goals are better than the big one. Like, like five pounds. Awesome, Josh. Yeah. And you're like, okay, like five. So I remember you saying, Hey, I'm about 40 pounds overweight. Oh yeah. And this is where I'd like to be. So you're like just chipping away. You know, you've only been doing classes for a month month or so. So, you know, and just being able to move, I don't know, say, you know, something is better than nothing. Like go walk around the neighborhood. Right. get out there and just start moving. Take calls mm-hmm. if you can. Moving around the office if you can. Stand. Yeah. Stand. 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 If you work in an move. office, stand. 
You know, if you can be moving around on a on a phone call, do it. You know, I mean, I I hate the Zoom meeting. It, you know, sometimes they're necessary, and you can't be like, I'd rather be on the phone and walking around sure. and talking to somebody kind of old school that way, so I can just be moving versus sitting down. Sure, but anything like that, you know, talking to your mom on the phone, just to get up and walk around. So sitting on the couch, you mm-hmm. move around is going to make a big difference because people are too sedentary these days. It's too, it's so easy. I mean, yeah, everything's at my fingertips. I mean, I could spend the whole day on the couch, do everything that I need to do for working and not get up once unless I had to like use the bathroom or get something to eat. Yeah. And that's the world we've created. And it's mm-hmm. kind of, you know, it's, it's nice in the fact that everything's at our fingertips, but my body's, you know, my, you'll age so much faster when you're heavier, you know, all those right. joints that you end up. Hurting. That's the other thing is that, you know, the joints. I realized as I got older through this journey, I'm like, man, I am not as flexible as I used to be. And it hurts. Yeah. Or people are like, hurts. my knees hurt. And I'm yeah. like, well, your body wasn't designed to carry that 80 pounds no. extra. Right. Like, of course your body hurts. I actually, I bumped into a guy that said, I tried your class. Yeah. And I just thought I was too old and I hurt. But then I realized... Like he ended up going somewhere else with his daughter, unfortunately, but you know, like, great. At least you stayed on the journey and you found something else to get in shape. But he came to my gym and went, Oh, this is too hard. Mm -hmm. But you're like, yeah, it's going to hurt a little bit working. Like you're out of shape, right? Yeah. It's going to hurt a little bit, but so, so does dying early. Yeah. Yeah. So does being out of shape. And you know, it's like one of those big things with um, senior citizens you know, they go in, they have surgery and they're bedridden and they lose so much muscle yeah. that they probably didn't have in the, to the beginning. Yeah. And it leads to, you know, more complications from that surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Andrew Huberman has a, is a great episode on that. And, you know, there's some other research of, you know, where um, I think they clinically call it like sarcopedia of the, just that muscle loss yeah. as we get older and how much it leads to problems. It's sure. like where our women, you know, fitness wise, like, well, I don't want to put on muscle. And I'm like, you're losing muscle. That's you're 40 years insane. old. You're oh. losing muscle. Yeah. You need muscle. I, I, like you're not going to look like a, that, steroid a guy. Beast. You're not going to look like a guy, you know? Yeah. And you're not going to look like the women, women would listen. doing you steroids. You don't produce testosterone like men do. Men gain muscle mass the way they do because of their testosterone production. Women, we have a little bit, but, because of the estrogen we produce, it makes us look really toned and lean and it looks good. That's, you would have to inject, like John, what you were saying, like steroids or testosterone for a woman to look like a man. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to, they get this picture in their head and you need muscle. I mean, guys have their own problems with fitness, but women definitely, they don't want to, I don't want to get bulky. I'm like, you're not going to get bulky, but still you need more muscle because everybody's seen the feeble old lady that can't pick up her stuff and yeah. needs help with, mm-hmm. with everything from shoveling the driveway to, you know, picking up, you know, dog food, whatever it may be. Sure. You're like, you need muscle and you're going to live longer if you have muscle. So get in there and pick up some weights and move. I mean, that's what I like about our strength and conditioning and our project fit class. I'm like, it's, we've really kind of moved the focus to strength and conditioning for longevity and the 20 year old needs that because gosh some of them haven't done anything yeah ever and they're in really 
bad shape and just getting up and doing something you need it at any age the stuff we need you know no matter when you want to pick up that journey it's like get on that health and fitness and martial arts journey some way it's going to make you a better person i was shocked at my last job was in the corporate world and people half my age could not do a fifth of the push-ups i could do because i can actually do quite a few push-ups and i was shocked how many people half my age couldn't do that and i was like you're the young ones you're the ones that should be Pushing yourself to see what your body can do. Well, I think it was like play. I can't remember which Greek philosopher it was, but they, you know, there was a said there was responsibility for the youth to figure out how strong their body could be. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that we lose. Well, that's true. That's something I was taught in school, right? Like a good scale, especially for beginners to work up to, is we should be able to push and pull our own body weight, right? Sure. So I should be able to do pull-ups and push-ups and stuff. So that's a really good place to start, too. Yeah. It's that challenge that we put out there. Just start doing one push up every day and one sit up and one squat. Mm -hmm. You know, hang from a pull up bar if you get it at home. Stretch. The other thing is stretch. I realized I had not stretched in a long, long time. And it really affected the early start here with me. I was like, man, I cannot. I can't just move like I used to. We were trying to do some ground defense stuff and I couldn't get my legs to wrap around somebody. I was like, Oh my gosh! <laughs> you know, I felt I, I was I was a little defeated at that moment, but it came kind of gave me a new goal. You know, how many times a week can I stretch to get that mobility back? Yeah, and that's the other thing that you guys have been helping me with is just getting that back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which has been great. Just that's feeling it. I was just talking to um, JD last night in the gym, um, one of our longtime members, and he's just saying how much I've heard this and that, and I'm like, well, <laughs> back to Huberman. He's got a great <laughs> scientific. You know, he's going to give you all the data. On it is a great episode, but you know, just holding the stretch doesn't have to be painful for a minute or two. Just it's consistently just being in a position that might be a little uncomfortable and just working through any of it, you know, just hanging down and trying to touch your toes. Yeah. Um, the body wants to move. Like, you if you don't, everything just gets tight. Like, just a little bit doesn't have to be a ton. Just hold a stretch for a minute or two and consistently do it. Otherwise, we all get tight and yeah. then pain and then pain and then I don't want to do anything and then I'm sedentary again and it's watching, like you're watching the news yeah you know or stick our videos up on YouTube yeah self-promotion there I will read um, it. And, <laughs> and and stretch hold a position yeah watch something yeah you know I mean watch a documentary like use that time if you're going to be doing that if you can do a little bit of stretching you're going to be so much better off. Oh, you'll just feel better mm-hmm. when you wake up in the morning. Absolutely. You know, when you get out of bed, you don't have to spend as much time getting limber. Or maybe that's the time to be, like start your stretching, you know, it's just during those times. Mm-hmm. If I had all the answers, I wouldn't be coming to you guys for help. Right. And I think that's what people do is they let their ego get in the way and they, they think I'll be able to do it on my own. And I realized I exercised on my own. And I realized I was not doing enough on my own because mm-hmm. I didn't have anyone sitting there saying, you know, you could do more. Like yeah. John, Gene always pushed me. It's like, yeah, that's great. Now go to failure. You know, I just did like forty push-ups. Great, do fifty. Mm-hmm. You, you don't push me until I, I can't do anymore. And at home, I would just do my sets, and I was done. Right, mm-hmm. I do my three sets of twenty or whatever, and you're like sixty push-ups is, a, is like a warm-up. Go until you can't do anymore. You know, the sit-ups and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, speaking of self-promotion, this. Yeah. 
podcast is brought to you guys by Rocky Mountain Self-Defense and Fitness. If you mention you heard this episode that Josh lost five pounds and call us with Josh lost five, we're going to give you $20 off in the month of December 2022, depending on when you're listening to this. And it is also brought to you by clearsky-online.com, our online store for clothes. That store is 30% off always, the suggested retail price um, from Printful. So you can always save, you don't need any code there. We've brought that price down to make it easy for our members because we got sick of giving people codes all the time to the online store that they forgot. So I decided to take the retail price and knock off 20 to 30% on just about, well, every item is knocked down 20 to 30%. So shop. Shop away. Have fun. Shop. It's the Christmas season. So, hey, I do want to ask you questions, though. You've been doing, how long have you been doing crowd? Like 20 plus years. 20 plus years. Taekwondo and all that stuff, yeah. right? So, 20, I did Taekwondo for five years. So, it's getting 25 plus. You've got experience. Probably. I mean, I had um, a couple of years there kind of in between Taekwondo and Krav Maga that we kind of had um, my... Uh, training in my basement sure um, with a couple of the guys from the taekwondo class that we want to do our own thing and we're kind of boxing and kind of trying to be practical yeah. <laughs> um, from what we had learned and mixed up like one of the guys my first Kramaga assistant Jack Marshall I had mentioned on a podcast and I kind of totally blanked on his last name so I've had too many Jacks around that Jack was a boxer out of the South End in Boston and we took what he knew sure. um, from all his boxing experience, and he also was a bouncer at some of the worst places Ugh. around the south end of Boston. So he had a lot of practical stuff um, and experience. And even that, and we, you know, I found Krav Maga and went to Jack and I'm like, hey, you need two people for this. Sure. Like back then with Krav Maga Worldwide, you needed, you know, two people. So you went back and had somebody to train with and somebody to like remember what you might have forgotten. and that type of stuff. So I, I can't remember how many years so it was kind of in between Taekwondo sure. and finding Krav Maga, but I was still training kind of on my own, you know, always kind of working out. I want to ask you a question about that now. So it's easy for me to find someone to train with because there's pl plenty of people at my skill level at the class, right? Jamie can probably find somebody to train with because there's a lot of people at her skill level. You being fourth degree, how do you find somebody at your skill level to train? You know, well, let's take it back a bunch of years because yeah. I've got some great guys um, and girls around the gym yeah. now that have gotten to a higher level. You know, yeah. when I was starting out and even just waves of how your gym would go, that it was hard to, you know, be with somebody your own level. And sure. I remember one particular um, testing that a guy was like, you know, who do you train with? And I'm like, my students. And he went, your students must be really good. And I'm like, All right, there's some, yeah, there's some good ones, but not nobody like hey a black belt that's been training for years or a martial arts school owner that might have done karate and you know i've trained with guys that i've been training since i was six or eight years old or you know some of them like, i started four and like oh my gosh the amount of experience you have in martial arts is crazy um so i would train with students sure. and i'm like it's like do something like ah oh, everybody i'm above everybody I always did stuff with students. Like, I got nobody to train with. Like, all right, I'm sparring. I'm moving around. I mean, I had two young, young guys. One still trains, I know. Um, 
kid Evan Bennett, he became one of our instructors and now is makes me feel old because you know I'm sure he's he's older than Jamie. Yeah, so what happens? <laughs> um, you know, I would train with him and his younger brother Lane. And I would just have them beat me up before my first degree black belt test. I'd have these two teenage brothers. Just I would just fight the both of them and try to avoid getting my butt kicked. And they were good fighters. I mean, they were they were good for their age. But I would train with them. Sure. I would train with the other guys in the gym and not make an excuse of like I'm not because I feel like a lot of instructors like I wouldn't train with their students, you know, maybe an ego thing or maybe, you know, whatever it may be, there's a gazillion reasons. Um, but I would train with my students and just, you're seeing punches come at you. You're doing some training. It's something I would say, just demonstrating people like, how did you get so good? I'm like, you know how many demonstrations I've done on this technique and most people like fast techniques. Wow. People, they're the, the movie trailer. That's the wow factor. But I spend more time, doing slow demonstrations so people can see the movement and get it down themselves. So I'm like, just doing that stuff as an upper level belt, you're never beyond the basics. And they get, mm-hmm. I was like, it's really kind of laughable when you upper belts uh, forget the beginner techniques. <laughs> and that's something, you know, we've, we've done, I've done in the last five years at, at my Krav Maga gym that we run a rotating curriculum because it was one thing I found that when students got into the advanced class and now we were totally focused so much on the advanced curriculum because they hadn't done it that just as an instructor you're not teaching that advanced class because hey we're not spending time on bear hugs because we're on this and we're not spending times on these jokes because they're beginner stuff and now these advanced students aren't doing the basics so our rotating curriculum i think really works and i see our students are a lot more fresh with the technique where there were some of them that because we just didn't do it in class that often that they would get caught in a drill like bull in the ring and get caught with something oh crap i forgot that one well yeah you've been training for three years but three years isn't 10 yeah you know you get better and better and we can all get better i always tell our kids we need this and they're i'm like and by we what is that that's all of us i'm pointing at me i we need this so a fourth degree black belt is telling you do this technique and do it this way because i need it mm-hmm. i'm not just trying to get you little beginner better i'm trying like i need this because it's a perishable skill sure so yeah. i've always trained always with people coming up through you know sometimes i used to Train with my buddy Dennis Amato in Boston, but that was hard, you know, to, to travel. And that was back on Nantucket and even here, you know, trying to get up and train with James Hermosa up in Colorado, Krav Maga. Yeah. Like try to get through Denver, forget it. You know, you're like how much time <laughs> that takes fly. out of your, out of your day as a school <laughs> owner, as a business owner. Yeah. And it can be really hard um, to do that. You know, it's great when we, I get somebody um, that comes in the gym that's got experience, you know, I mean, you've been in class with Lee. Great guy too. You know, great. He's got a ton of martial arts experience. So sometimes, you know, you get better. Um, I always, I told a student early on that I was only a yellow belt and probably the guy's like, well, what happens when you teach me everything? And I'm like, well, maybe you can start teaching me. I'll send you to instructor training. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to say he lasted like a month. <laughs> but his ego was like, well, I'm going to yeah. outrank you. And, we, and I'm like, I'll send you an instructor training. Yeah. I always need somebody to train with. So if you get better than me, I'll send you to instructor right. training. Absolutely. But, you know, he didn't last that long. So, <laughs> unfortunately, I'm like, hey, I would have been great. Yeah. Like anybody, you know, that wants to get better, I'm like, I'm about getting you better. So I have better people to train with. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of fun. Yeah, I was always curious how once you got to that upper belt, but you, how you would train, but you make a good point in that you just, even the people that are learning, they'll remind you of something new and old in that, that session where you're just like, that's so valuable because it's like a continuing education. You know, it's like, yeah, you, you just use that muscle so much right? teaching. Yeah. You learn a ton. So what's it's like training as a mom? You know, do you find yourself training your little one sometimes or? If he'll allow you. Yeah. With mine. Yeah. Kids are, your own kids are really He likes to hard hit, to but then if yeah. you do it back. I don't have kids. So what's it like, both of you can answer this. What's it like trying to teach your kids how to do the same thing? Because, you know, they're not necessarily in class sometimes. So. Yeah. Does it happen often? I mean, there's so many questions I have there. Oh, yeah. All the time. Yeah. Bryson's all the time. He's always trying to do stuff. And it's only when you get him into something and he's like, ah, stop. And it's like, no, you know how to do it. Practice it. Sure. What about you? You've got a few kids. Yeah, it's really hard to train your own kids. Is it? Um, yeah. You know, sometimes like anything else that they, you know, they don't listen to you. Right. Because their mom and dad. Pa- right. Like parents, I've like, you know, I've had more parents like, hey, I, you know, I know how to fight, but my kid won't listen to you, so I'm bringing you, bringing them here. I'm like, yeah, and it's a whole lot more fun when they're in a teen class yeah. with other teens than just being at home learning from dad. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really lucky. My um, daughter. And my son both um, did really well and were pretty well behaved with me. You know, sometimes I would, wouldn't acknowledge them as dad, yeah. you know, and just try to keep that separate mm-hmm. so they didn't have that feeling in the class. Um, my stepsons were harder. They spent a lot of time out of class and like, you're out. And then, fine, I'm out, I don't care. And then... And eventually we had to have the conversation of like, look, you're, you know, you're in this class and you're getting it for free because I'm here and there's other people paying and your behavior and not sitting out like the other kids and then just leaving and going to the office because you're mad. It was, you know, it was difficult and it's also now affecting the class. My master Miller, like he loved me. Because his boys liked me and they listened to me and they wouldn't listen to him. Wow. wow. So you're like, it's really hard to coach your own kids. You hear that all the time. It's difficult to get them to, hey, brush your teeth and all this other advice uh, as parents that we try to give our kids and we're like, please listen. Um, training your own kid is really hard. Sometimes it is better off. Yeah, because I could, yeah, I could see that where it's like, they don't want to listen to you for the normal stuff. Why would they want to listen to you in a, they don't. The educational situation, right? Yeah. Like, That's Bryson weird. can't wait to go to Coach John's class. Right. And, if, and for then those it's of you mine. He's like, yeah, whatever. It's my yeah. mom. For those of you listening, John and Jamie are amazing with kids. And John is like, it is fun to watch him teach kids. I mean, he has he has a way with kids that, one, I'm jealous. And two, I had the skill. Because it's fun to watch you do that, man. That is yeah, really, like, really sometimes, awesome. Um, I feel like out there, sometimes you feel like completely alive and like giving there and just it is a different side of me but on that floor 
I am different yeah. than I am regularly. Like I love teaching. Yeah. I love teaching kids. Like mm-hmm. kids, you know, are so rewarding. Um, and it does take a knack. Like you can, it, it's hard to yeah. teach kids. I've had Absolutely. really good instructors that are like, yeah, I've seen some like, instructors no just way. suffer. You know, I've seen can't handle kids. people that like, whoa, you're a kid's teacher. This is an adult class. Like, we don't want to be talked to that way. Like, I've seen some amazing kids teachers and they have a hard time switching. So I get, I guess I'm lucky and I've had really good coaches along the line that I'm pretty good at both. Um, I love kids and people are like, how do you handle them? I'm like, I don't know. It's like sometimes they tell Jim, like, just do it, Jamie. Just what? What are you standing there looking at me like, well, I got to do this class. I'm like, go, just do it. You just do it. I don't know. Like that's, you know, where I feel alive. I'm like, yeah, like, okay, what do it? Like, I'll just, you know, started doing it. And I love teaching the kids like, and you learn by trial and error and like, oh, that's not working. Bail out. (laughs) 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 Pivot, pivot, pivot. Yeah. You're crashing. Pull up, pull up, eject. Like you're crashing. And, you know, a lot of times when you're learning, you're being started like, wow, you let that class go down in flames instead of going, <laughs> yeah. All right, let's pivot. And, you know, kids are easy. Like, you're having a bad time. Let's play a game. Sure. Yeah. And I use games to reboot the kids yeah. of like, they, they okay, you guys are them. not like, this is not going well. <laughs> like, right. let's reboot and start again and play a game. And, you know, most of the time, our games have some sort of skill, if not coordination or strength. You know, you're doing something. It's really cool. It's a sneaky way to get them to pay attention and have a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and learn some skills or something yeah, that they don't even know. Yeah, sometimes they, you come in off of a hard day, yeah. and it's hard to walk in the door. The kids have the same thing. They had a tough day, or they're just tired, and sometimes they come in, they're not ready to go, and just using a game to reboot them, like you're trying to get them going. They're like, all right, let's just play a game and get a little system reboot with these kids. But same thing with the adults. Like, yeah. they had a hard day and you're just getting your own head. Something my wife says, like, when they come to the gym, they, they shouldn't come to get beaten up mm-hmm. emotionally or, like, been, like, the coach is just too hard on you. Because, you know, maybe your wife was beating you up at home. Maybe the boss was beating you up in the home and life is tough enough. Like, come to the gym and be positive. Like, of course, we want to correct people. But sometimes you're like, like Come on, Jamie, fix it. We've talked about this before. You know, good coaches can kind of read that of like, sometimes it's like they're just having a bad night and they're just in here. Some people are better being like, hey, John, I'm here. And I'm like, okay, I hear you. (laughs) You're here. That's battle though. Yeah. And I'm like, good. I'm like, at least you made it. You're doing something. And who cares if it's your best night? Mm -hmm. Like, I think some of our fitness students, sometimes like the, the people that are really good at showing up in the door, that's sometimes their biggest problem is that they show up and they push it so hard that they don't slow down. Mm-hmm. They don't give their body a break and they're just like, oh, I'm so sorry. And like, they're trying to hit that workout at 100%. I'm like, God, you don't need to work it. Hit it at 100% every single time mm-hmm. to be in good shape. Killing yourself, I believe, has this like, you're it's killing yourself. You're slowly you. killing. Yeah. It's that David Goggins, the Navy SEAL, and he's got a fantastic book. Um, he actually had, I cannot remember the condition, but he was so tight from not stretching. Like his muscles were being restricted. Like he almost died. Like he, like emergency room full on. I mean, his book is fantastic. 
full on. Of course, I did the audible, but and hearing it is different. I think you know I have have his voice in my head. Yeah. I mean, he pushed his body so hard that the blood flow was being restricted or something. It was crazy. Like what I had never heard of the condition before. Wow. That he was his own worst enemy because he never stretched. He never did any of this stuff and he pushed himself. I mean, he did crazy ultra endurance marriage, 24 hour yeah. stuff. I mean, he, I think he's got the pull up record. I believe Woo. maybe somebody's broken it, but and this guy ha, has, and he, his story, he lost a ton of weight he might have been a, call, a high school dropout to get into the Navy. And he's like, I was studying on a, an exercise bike and reading. I mean, it's an amazing story of what this guy did. But then again, like he got there and became a Navy SEAL. And now he's out and retired and, you know, pretty much is an influencer. Or, you know, sure. what he's doing now with his books and his motivation that he hurt himself because yeah. he wasn't taking the time that he needed to just, hey, maybe you don't need to push yourself every time for that full-on yeah. mental, can. like, okay, I'm going to push through. I can push through the pain. I can push through. You know, I always tell people sometimes your mind is what's going to carry you further than your body. Yeah. Like that strong mind is going to carry you through. That's going to carry you out of the desert, whatever the, the, the circumstance is. When you're weak, I'm like, I've seen a ton of of extremely strong guys, but they don't have it mentally. They're just not mentally tough. They've got the physique. I mean, how many people just can't make it through? Um, I'm just thinking of football because my stepson's um, super obsessed with football right now. And it was my first love of a well, baseball. Well, I'd probably have to say it's my first love, but then I fell in love um, with football. Mine was marching band. It's not a sport. I'm kidding. You <laughs> <laughs> both looked at me like, Wait a minute. <laughs> it is difficult. Their routines are difficult. My son was in marching band, and I'm like, I don't think I can do that choreography, and I definitely can't play an instrument. But um, you've left. Um, but football is there. Yeah. I, I mean, like, how many people level. just aren't mentally tough to make it to the next level yeah. of caught from high school ball to college ball to from college to professional? Right. Like, just the mindset. You know, like, because there's tons of physically gifted college football players that don't make it into the NFL. And, mm -hmm. you know, it might be physical, but some of it might just be the mental aspect because sometimes our, we're our own worst enemy that we beat ourselves up and we're negative and I can't do it. I'm not going to be able to lose the weight. You got to just be positive. I worked with a lot of professional athletes being in media and stuff like that. And uh, the one thing one told me, I won't mention his name, he said that I should have listened to my coach more because... He wasn't doing all the stretching or he wouldn't do the workout that week. Mm -hmm. You know, he's like, sometimes you've got to listen to somebody to give you the advice. And sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. But he's like, his body would have been in better shape if he had just listened to coach saying, you know, do more stuff for your health. You know, now I don't want to get into the diet part with football players because I've seen linemen eat 8,000 calories in a meal. And that's not an exaggeration. I've seen some really oh, crazy yeah. diet stuff, but I love football. It's kind of a little tangent there, but <laughs> listen to your coach is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Listen to your coach. Yeah, sometimes it's hard. Listen to your parents. They've yeah, been listen to your parents. Yeah. So talking about journeys and stuff like that, you know, I've been here just a month. In my last journey of martial arts stuff, I quit. 
because I thought I had reached the end. Like, got a black belt. I'm done. I'm out. Mm. You know, I've learned everything I can. And the answer is no, it wasn't. I think that's something that you really need to speak to people about because once, I mean, you got to a black belt and you just kept going and kept going and kept going and still going. So, yeah, I want to do it for as long as I can. The body can take you. That, you know, you have to train and you can't always, you can't get punched at 100%. Like, nobody, like, you got to curb down your, you know, what level you're training at. But, you know, I've seen so many people come through the journey and, like, they think they've got it down. Or speaking to somebody that's never done it and they think they understand a particular martial art. Like, yeah, there's similarities to everything that we're doing in martial arts. But do you completely understand and grasp that system? is really hard to spend that time and you get people um, through the journey, whatever it is, but you know, sometimes, you know, where we're trying to be efficient and fast and Krav Maga and be easy to learn and work off your natural instincts that people think like, wow, I've got it. And you're like, you're into the beginner zone, right? Like you still have more to go and there's more to learn. And I think that's like back to the rotating curriculum helps with some of those retain some of those students. So they feel like they're learning new material and that, we can, you know, combat their own ego by giving them a little bit more. But there's been some like, I got this down. And you're like, no, it's like, it's not even, it's, you're going to forget that technique because you haven't done it so many, that many times, yeah. you know, and that whole, like, I got my black belt, I'm out, peace out. Um, that's why we do a conditional because yeah. I'm not going to hand a black belt so that somebody's going to be like, peace out, see ya, I'm that done. My ego. Because you didn't really get right. that black belt's the beginning of the journey. And even like beginner, like, hey, I'm getting pretty good at this. And, you know, some people like, I got this down. You know, maybe I'm going to go do this and that. Or I'm just going to quit martial arts in general because I'm good now. I learned my little piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to be good in six months to a year with a skill that's perishable. Yeah. Um, that's why I think, you know, probably got to be well-rounded and not specializing in any one thing that we want to be well-rounded mm-hmm. and that takes time as well. I mean, that's what we try to get our beginner stuff and get people up to a high level fast and be aggressive with combatives and punching and getting away from people. But it takes so much more than that. Mm-hmm. And that journey is definitely an ongoing one, but it is really hard to combat people that even as a beginner that they think they've seen it all and they've done it. And you're like, not really. Because the moment I stopped, mm-hmm. that is when the decline of my skill set dr- dropped. That very moment that I said I wasn't, gonna, I was done. I started declining. Yeah. That's what I didn't realize because I was young, cocky, and egotistical. It's yeah. easy for guys to be a bunch of young jerks. It's like get 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 good at one. I mean, you're gonna be better if you really get good at a particular martial art versus the martial arts hopper that I've taken. You know, I've taken seven martial arts. Blah 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 created my own style have you ever considered that i mean in your, your own style creating <laughs> your own style or taking you know who, uh who's on the podcast with you last it was um tony tony he's got like a dozen different things he's amazing at when it comes to the martial arts i mean is that a, a boon is that a does that hold you back I, i'm not going to say people like that aren't amazing because it takes super discipline just to get one black belt and continue right yeah to kind of be like I'm Bruce it's Lee, and I come up with my own system. Yeah, I mean, I mean, well, that's where that's I get. I get like, like, some people are like, well, we blend Krav Maga with this. 
Yeah. And I'm like, Krav Maga wasn't meant to be blended with something. It's a complete self-defense and fighting system. And we're always trying to expand of what's out there and do more ground. But Krav Maga's always had ground in it. But yeah, expand it. There's more people out there doing groundwork. Krav Maga wants to expand to what are the threats out there. But to say, you're like, I'm going to blend Krav Maga with this and that, and you're like, it doesn't. I mean, I think each individual instructor can have their own flair on a system mm-hmm. and their own take maybe. But to go, I'm going to do my own system, I'm like, Krav Maga just needs to be blended. You know, it's what we do. You know, we borrow from things. And to say it's your own system because you maybe took something from BJJ and uh, Muay Thai concept that Krav Maga is not currently doing and call it your own system I think that's you know I agree you're just looking for Krav Maga has a set of principles right that it follows so anything try. that you bring in right it should fit within the fit principles within the correct. Principles, to be in yeah. the system it's got to fit with the principles mm-hmm. if I'm doing something outside of it it might be in a fight class usually mm-hmm. and you're going like hey get this is not Krav Maga curriculum this is borrowed. This is other stuff out there in the fight realm, BJJ, boxing, whatever it may be, um, where it is a little bit more of a sport and it's coming from, you know, it might not work for Jamie. Mm-hmm. It was even like the slip technique. Um, I was working with Jamie. I'm like, gosh, your punch is a lot harder to slip and make this technique work against you than somebody that's my height or a little bit taller than me. Like trying to slip underneath her punch is like, I would not, it's like, this is, I would do this. <laughs> I'm like, but you know, I'm trying to make it work. Cause I didn't want to, you know, she's already got that Hobbit <laughs> problem. And I that, know. no offense. No, I know she's like, she makes herself, she makes fun of herself and calls herself a Hobbit. I'm very uh, short in stature. So I just do, do it. Like embrace it. She embraces no, it, Josh. Like they're you. just short. <laughs> and so am I. Okay. Well, I'm I'm not tall for a guy, so. But you know, it's hard. You know, like oh, I can't work with you. Like, hey, try to make it work, and work, it makes yeah. you better. Yeah. You know, like okay, I'm gonna work. I probably wouldn't try to slip this way against yeah. Jamie for real. But hey, you're you're working against somebody different size, and you get that concept of like opponent. that picture mm-hmm. in your in your head. I always like you got to see the punch come at you. Got to see those movies come at you over and over. Oh, yeah to get good and like it was good to train that with her for you know five ten minutes you know that's good stuff you always get it something i always like training against different people because i don't don't know i'm going to get with each one and that's what i'm waiting to find out right yeah because i cannot wait for that fast jab to come in from a really petite person and then just comes in and it's lightning quick and you're like crap you can do it real quick no no (laughs) the one thing i don't want to lose here is teeth you can black eyes broken nose i don't care it's just teeth are expensive Certainly, yeah. Wear mouth. Wear mouth, yeah. Right here. Fight dentist, best mouth guard I've had that we got in the pro shop. The fight dentist is worth the extra 10 bucks. Right. Save long yourself $1,000 later. I'm like, I've chipped tooth, teeth just doing demonstrations, or, yep. you know, I had somebody I was talking and they need the pad, and I chipped a tooth, you know, like, yeah. like mouthpiece is great to just wear the entire yeah. time get the gear when you're training because um, those teeth are expensive but <laughs> yeah, this has uh, been a little update on the journey of Josh as a really beginner student in Krav Maga he's yeah. you know previous martial artist coming back and 
Jamie being, you know, intermediate student. And of course, I've been doing it for a bit now and think I can always get better is my, my take on things. So I'm like, just get a little better, just get a little better and I can be a better human being. Just ask my wife. Um, I've got plenty of things to work on. I did blame something on Josh. Did you? Yeah. Oh. Because you, well, you were being creepy. I mean, we were doing the creepy video and Jenny was like, you got really creepy on that video. I'm like, oh, did she not like me rubbing Jamie's neck or shoulder or something? But I'm I like, was coaching him. I told him to be creepy. And I'm I like, was coaching. I, told I was doing my like, coaching. Jenny was like, that was really creepy. I'm like, that was Josh. Yeah. Josh is the producer. I was just too much. Producer. <laughs> now I'm being called the producer. Josh produced that video. I had nothing to do with it. And I'm like, good thing she didn't see the one you deleted. That one you like. I always tell people like Jamie needs more coaching and acting than she doesn't cry. My God, because even today's video, she almost freaking blasted me when we were just doing that little intro. But she let me be creepy for too long. And I'm like, hey, I can see the text messages coming in from Brayden on your computer there. Emoji smile face, emoji smile face. And she's here with Coach John rubbing her neck. And I'm like, (laughs) this is getting awkward, Jamie. And your fiance is texting you. Are you going to go into the next line of this video or are you just going to let me rub your neck? I think I should charge her for that now. Hey, it's a testament yeah, to your training massage. that she went right in the crop. Yes, absolutely. Every time she went right in the crop, we had to be like, Jamie, you, you, you can't do that right away. And you kept giving me this look like, oh, come on, I just want to blast him. So I just want to kick him in the face. Can I do that? And that's where, you know, just start and you're going to get better and better if you just start. And it doesn't matter if you feel awkward in the class. Just, just start. start the just journey. Start. Everybody in a good gym is there to help you along that journey. And it's just starting and slow and consistent um, of getting better because you guys have both made great progress so far. It's just walking in the door and doing it. So we'll update um, with these guys here soon in the future. But look for an episode with my instructor, John Whitman, is going to be on the show here coming up really soon. So thanks again for joining. This is John Hallett with the John Hallett Podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks a ton for listening.